0: You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled to have you tuning in today, and you're going to be glad that you tuned in today because today I have a guest, a very special guest. So I am sitting down with a Carterville Baptist Church legend I want to welcome my good friend, Charles Tweedy, to the podcast. Hey, Charles, welcome. Hello, it's good to be here. So I'm calling you a legend, and when I say that you're a Carterville Baptist Church legend, somebody that's been here 10 years may say, ooh, I haven't heard these legends. Who is this guy? Let's take a minute to introduce yourself. So Charles, um, tell me just a little bit. Let's do it this way. How old are you? What are you doing right now? I am forty-five. Four, be 45 in june me too how's that midlife treating you yeah uh,
1: i'm finding new aches and pains every day there you go uh, um and uh, what was your other question how old am i and what am i doing now yeah i'm the pastor at indian springs baptist church out in sunrise and i am uh, finishing up a school year at petal high school um what do you teach Special education. There you go. Fantastic. And uh, I've been in Pedal cumulatively. I kind of took a break in full-time ministry for about six years, five or six years. But I've been in the school district at Pedal for about 15 and a half years. Yeah. And I'm going to be taking a job working in uh, Perry County at uh, Perry County Middle School starting next year, state gotcha. school year. So.
0: Okay, so I want to highlight that you know, in my time in Pedal, I've known you. Number one, caring for kids in a phenomenal way at the school, but number two. Man, I've I've known you to be in ministry like really the whole time I've been here. I mean, you were you were at Calvary for a long time as a youth minister, just loving on middle school and high school kids in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Now you're a pastor over on the other side of town. And I just think it's I think it's really, really neat. But I, I would like to flash back to where you've been. So part of what kicked this podcast off is we had a fish fry for our senior adults last Saturday, and you and your dad came out to be entertainment. Y'all did a great job, and it was just neat for me to see some of the Carterville senior adults so impressed with the man that you are. And some of them were sharing memories from when you were a little kid running around Carterville Baptist Church. And so let's go. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, when did you? When were you at Carterville? Let's see.
1: My first conscious memories.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Were at Carterville. Uh, in fact, in the nursery. In the uh, nursery then, was a brick house on the corner of the parking lot. All right. That's no longer here. Anymore. Sure. New buildings. Yeah. Um, that my, my first memories. Miss Bastine was uh, the nursery. One of the nursery caretakers. You know, I remember her. Um, I bet you. I bet you.
0: Francis Timms. Francis Timms was so, there. So, your dad. I didn't want to. I'm sorry for spilling the beans here, but your dad was a minister on staff yeah, here. Yeah, that's what brought my mom and dad here. Uh, my dad and brother Hogan uh,
1: had a connection at a church in Louisiana, and eventually eventually. Uh, uh, dad and Mom ended up coming here, and I was born in 76 at Forest General.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I remember your dad saying, I came to Carterville in 1976. And I thought, wait a minute. I was born in 76. <laughs> yeah, I heard you and you're that And fo- you're 44. You were born in 76. Yep. So you were born here. Yeah. How yeah. great.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess it's kind of, you know... It's good, but in that I know a lot of people. But of course, in knowing a lot of people, they
0: all know who you used to be. (laughs) So it's neat to me. That's really what the podcast is about today for me, is to think about here you are following Jesus with all your heart, making a difference for the kingdom, and I want to flash back to those days when, when somebody at Carterville was walking out of a classroom with some fifth grade boys in it and saying, you know, those kids right there, I'm telling you, they're about to be the death of me. Mm. All right. So if your dad was here, I think 13 years, Mm -hmm. which means you left Carterville basically at age 13. So really like nursery, preschool children's ministry, that was your, that was your season here.
1: Yep. And then I was in the youth for one year, I think, with Alan Thornton. Alan Thornton was my first
0: youth minister. How about that? So, man, wow, that's some history. Okay, so... What are some of your Carterville memories? Your first memories were in the nursery, yeah. you know, the old brick nursery. But do you have any memories from disciple makers that cared for you or put up with you? Oh, do you wow. have memories yeah. of what it was like being a kid at Carterville that year, that many, that many years ago? Man, I got a lot of them. Uh, I got, I,
1: the, the ones that, when I look back and I think of myself sitting in a class at Carterville. <laughs> I'm sitting there in RAs with either Jerry Sullivan as my teacher, Lyle Rainey, uh, uh, Wayne Lowry was in there too, uh, and of course they were a lot of fun and they let us be boys too, uh, but they really they 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 taught us they taught us you know the scriptures and 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 but of course we were thinking about we couldn't wait to until the last few minutes of class, we could go outside and kill each other. You That's know, right. Run around and tackle each other and all that Play kind of kickball, yeah. whatever. Uh, so, you know, those guys, looking back, I, re- I remember those guys, as, you know, Jerry Sullivan. One of my last memories at Carterville before we moved to Pineville, Louisiana for a short time was uh, I remember my dad had just cleaned his office out and we walked out and uh, Jerry was sitting on top of a steel beam of the sanctuary oh, when as it was, it was being, being built. built wow yeah so and he waved and of course I was thinking how cool it was to be up that high when they <laughs> kind of harness on or anything <laughs> like that as a kid uh, but uh, uh, yeah those those, those those were some fond memories you know and um,
0: those, so did you ever
1: get in trouble at Cardiff? oh my goodness yes I got a quiet, man, I might run out of, I won't run out of stories, but you won't have time for them all, but I'll share a few. I can remember once in the middle of a Christmas cantata, okay, <laughs> so there's a choir up singing and there's a drama cast going on, and it was a year that my dad also decided they were going to use a live band, and uh, my dad was actually out of view Behind, he had the sound equipment, the volume controls, located over by the organ. And at this time, the organ and piano was kind of blocked off by a little wall. The lights were off; it was real dim. I was sitting with Tommy Davenport and Tony Timms. That was it. Was always us, you know, right. um, and Matt Harrington. And I'll never forget. Uh, Tony decided he was going to get up and go to the bathroom, and Tommy decided he was going to get up and go to the bathroom. So. I decided I was going to get up and go to the bathroom too, you know, and so none of us had to go to the bathroom. We were oh, just getting, no, right. You know, right, you know,
0: every kid knows about that bathroom. <laughs> yeah, trip.
1: and so they co- We all come back and we thought, hey, we got away with it once. Let's go back to the bathroom That's and hang right. out. So we 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 got up again, but this time. Uh, a hand, as I passed by that door, by where the organ was, a hand reached out from behind the organ and grabbed me by my clothes and jerked me back into the corner behind the organ. And of course, it was my, it was my dad uh, there. I remember that. Um, and during the prayer at the end of the cantata, I leaned on the organ pedal, and so the organ blasted <laughs> <Wah>. right there. <laughs> And then there's one more that that i got to share. I'll never forget this. My dad was directing the music, you know. And, of course, the coveted seat for all children and teenagers was the back row. Oh, right? man. Yeah, right on. And so we were sitting back there having a good old time. I don't remember what we were doing. And uh, my dad, while he's still directing the music, walks down the aisle. The, everybody's still singing. So he's
0: still moving his he's arm. He's still
1: moving his arm, you know. <laughs> And he walks down, he walks to the back row, picks me up by my hair, <laughs> and escorts me down the aisle, up on the little pew on the, oh, on yeah. the stage. You know, in, where, in
0: those days, there was a pew on the platform. On the, I right,
1: the pew on the platform. And so I'm I sitting there. I think that
0: pew is in a Sunday school room, if you want to go sit there for memory's <laughs> sake. And so I'm sitting
1: there, and, I've, and, and I, my hair's got to be going in every direction. And I'm sitting there facing everybody. Including my friends on the back row, who else? I can now see are all laughing. Oh, yeah, right. You know, So, yeah, I remember,
0: and I could go on. Hey, man, it's I'm tough on. being a preacher kid. Yeah. Can be. It is. All right, so when you left Carterville at roughly 13 years old, um, when you walked out the door, Jerry Sullivan's waving down from that I-beam on top of the construction work, did anybody say that kid right there he's gonna be a preacher one day? oh no, <laughs> oh no uh
1: of course we moved back to pedal, you know and
0: that's we, right we you, we
1: we were gone for about a year and we moved back to pedal and uh when I came back to pedal, I was entering into the ninth grade right and um i you know i I definitely Took a broken road. Just you know, I I got out and decided I was going to try things for myself and 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 go at life. Make try to make my own decisions and do my own thing. I was a typical rebellious teenager, I guess. And um, you know, a lot of people looked at my life, looked at me as a as a kid and a teenager, and said that he's going to end up in some serious trouble. <laughs> so
0: let me ask you this: How did that change? Like, when did God? How'd God call you in a ministry? Like, when did it begin to materialize to you that the Lord wanted to set you apart for the rest of your life to serve His church?
1: It was kind of a progressive thing. Um, I ran from it all my life. I, I just I, I remember thinking and telling my mom over and over again, "I'm not going to be like my brother. I'm not going to be like because my brother went into the ministry. He knew he had it. It was crystallized in his mind. He was going into the ministry when he was in college, and and I, I never, you know had that moment early it was more of a progressive thing it was like god really had to shake me and get my attention uh because i was really caught up in some 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 serious lifestyle habits issues that were uh that i god really needed to get a hold of me and shake me and And he he did. did
0: yeah and he did how old how old were you when he started shaking 19 is whenever he started shaking And how old were you when you said, okay, I've been shook, I'm here? I've been shook. 22 years old. Okay. So about three years that God was working on you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. So, and he called you into ministry how? It
1: started with uh, my wife and I, um, we, you know, had our, we had our son and I can remember just being involved in things, e- even during those years when I was rebellious, I was still involved with things in the church, mission trips, children's camps, and right. things yeah. like that. And I, and, and I enjoyed doing those things. The problem was, is once those things were over, I went back to doing the stupid things I was doing. Uh, and And when God shook me and got a hold of me, you know, he just sort of reminded me of, it's kind of like the prodigal son when he remembered how good he had it at the father's house. I, I I began to look at how much joy I got out of ministry, out of being involved with children's camps and then later youth camps and then mission trips that, uh, that, that I would go on to be a part of with my dad and with Calvary. Uh, and God began to to take that 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 joy and that passion, and uh, and, and it just kind of created a flame, and He fanned it over time. And ministry came knocking at the door when uh, I, I coached at the high school. I coached varsity football. for I remember that about uh, three years, and I was miserable, to be honest with you. Uh, it was just it was not the it was not everything I had hoped. Every and young dreamed. man's dream, right. be a football coach, right? Right. Because yeah. right. I played in high school, and I was like, you know, I want that 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 adrenaline and that excitement to continue. And of course, it wasn't. That's that that's not where I found joy and happiness. It wasn't in doing that. Some people do, and that's fine. But I, I, it wasn't for me. And I can never forget. I, I was standing in the hall at Calvary, and I was going through kind of this. I was miserable, and I knew that I was supposed to take the next step and do something. I just didn't know what it was and uh Lisa Gerald, who is a very active member at calvary, still is her and her husband rodney Gerald good people um she came to me she was on a youth committee she was on uh no no I'm sorry she was on a, a uh youth, uh youth Surge director committee. search uh, committee there you go. And so she came to me, and she says, uh, "Your name keeps being brought up about uh, uh, Scott Murphy had just left. I love Scott, Scott Murphy. Yep, he had just left, and they say your name keeps being brought up about maybe filling in as youth youth director until you know we can find somebody." And I was like, "Whoa, I don't I don't know about that. Uh, I was teaching school, and I was getting out of the whole football thing." And then I can just remember for for weeks, I couldn't shake the thought. And it was just like impressed upon me. This is what you're supposed to do. And so I went back and I knew it was a God thing. And I said, I don't think I'm just supposed to fill in. I said, I think I'm supposed to apply. And so I applied. I said, put my name in the hat. One thing led to another, and I ended up serving. My first year uh, vocational ministry as a youth pastor was in 2003. And I haven't stopped ministry since. I've been bivocational uh, youth pastor uh, most of my ministry. I did have a short time where I was full-time for about six years. But I just... uh, As a youth pastor, I liked being in the school too. Sure. Because I had constant contact
0: with kids. Right in your mission context. So I realized that in your journey with Jesus, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the Lord has been the disciple maker. Uh, Certainly those years at Calvary and many of the disciple makers that surrounded you there, your family, your dad, your mom. Um, But uh, on the Carterville podcast, I just want to look back to those first 13 years and I can't help but wonder. Do you think there was anything that happened here that uh, that laid the groundwork or a foundation or was a part of this cool journey that has led you to where you are right now? Oh, I, I think it's uh, a
1: culmination of of a lot that you know a lot of people did here. For, you know, br- Brother Hogan, I can remember as a child accepting Christ, and I know that when I when I was eight years old, when I prayed to receive Jesus that it was a real experience. And I knew that the moment that I prayed that the Lord saved me uh, in, in the best way that I knew and that right, I understood. That's right.
0: Age appropriate. And
1: those and those moments of sitting with Brother Hogan, one of the requirements, you know, after before being baptized, we sat through a New Believers class, and it was all kids my age. And I can remember going through the survival kit, the little book, that's right they still they still make those uh i can remember going through that and simple principles that he shared brother hogan shared with me that just um took root and once they took root in me they never dried up even whenever i was trying to do things my own way i always felt like an a, an alien, off in those places where I shouldn't have been. I, I you know, deep down, I knew I don't belong. Here. I don't belong here. That's right. This is not who I am. And uh, by the grace of God, though, you know, uh, I survived those years. People praying. My mom prayed. People at this church were praying for me <laughs> yeah. that knew yeah. the stuff I was caught up yeah. in. People at Calvary were praying, and and so there, I am where I am today. Because of a community of believers, some from Carterville, some from Calvary, that prayed me through those years and got me to where I am.
0: That's pretty neat. Well, Cal, I, you know, I tell you what, I appreciate you being with us today. I appreciate you being on the podcast, Charles. Yeah. Thanks for making time. I know it's the end of the school year and you're wrapping up, you know, your work at the high school, but I'm super proud of you, man. I have, I've, I have admired your ministry for a long time. Love who you are. It was fantastic to see you a week ago Saturday, and it's <laughs> great to see you today. But man, I pray God would do phenomenal things in Indian Springs. I'm so glad that Carterville got to have a, a, a little step in your journey. Of course, that was way before I was ever here. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'll keep looking under desks to see if I can find your name carved into them somewhere, You know, under a table. or somewhere. Uh, Man, I'm proud of you. Uh, Charles, thanks for sharing today. God bless you. And I just want to encourage our church family and disciple makers all over the Pine Belt that if you are involved in children's ministry and youth ministry, just keep in mind, you never know what God's going to do over the decades that are going to follow the seeds that you're planting and the work that you're putting in. So thanks to all the disciple makers who invested in Charles Tweedy's life and for whoever you're investing in now, keep it up. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the podcast.